0: Youthscape Podcast, a podcast for Christians who work with young people.
1: Hello everybody, and welcome back to a new season of the Youthscape podcast. Wherever you're tuning in from, whether you have been a youth worker for many, many years, or you're brand new to this, whether this is your paid role, or this is your volunteer hours, this podcast is a little bit of an online community to connect us all together with a shared passion to see young people in our communities thrive and flourish in faith. And so we always seek to bring to you some really inspirational voices, people that will help you agitate and think more broadly and more critically and more deeply about your role and your calling so it's great that you have joined with us
0: a lot has happened since we last did one of these uh so we're recording this full disclosure Mm -hmm. um at the uh the start of september But late enough that uh, just a few days ago, we as a nation suffered the loss of Her Majesty the Queen, Mm. um, which uh, we're still processing at the moment. And by the time you listen to this, um, I think you will have just had the funeral yes um so so how how's that been for you how have you uh... oh
1: very sad i am um, I've, I've heard lots of people say we knew she was elderly you know mm. we knew that she's but it was still a shock i think it was still a shock and i'm part of the church of england and so i'm married to vicar and so we were beginning to get some stuff through about oh you know if if and when she dies this and that so even with that little bit of preparation feeling really very sad but martin interestingly can i tell the story of of where i was when, when news of the queen passing on
0: i'd love to hear that
1: because it was quite interesting so we we do a drop-in the youth drop-in on the estate and uh and it was in the middle of the drop-in that the news came through that she died um and i i've been a youth worker for 20 years i stood there with a the team thinking oh what what do we do i don't know if i'm prepared for like you know royalty dying what do you do with a group of young people who we're still getting to know and we're in a you know, housing estate and normally they're climbing the walls and I don't know how they feel about the monarchy and the queen. I don't know if this will open up lots of painful memories of relatives who have died or loss or trauma and they really wanted to do a minute's silence. So my lovely hubby stuck on his dog collar, dragged the, our own little kids out, came down, read Psalm 23. They sat in silence and we did a minute silence and I was yet again moved by wonderful young people who just in that moment when I was saying, I don't know what we do here. They said, we do. We do a minute silence. That's what we do. And they did it. Beautiful.
0: Well, it's interesting. I I caught wind that something was up and so turned on 24-hour news, which I almost as a rule never watch. Mm. Um, And I just sat in the same position about six hours on on the Thursday uh, evening. I just watched as people were saying this might happen. And then suddenly there was a moment when Hugh Edwards, uh, the voice of BBC News, suddenly changed tone almost mid-sentence and said yeah she's died Very and sad. i watched it with my two youngest who are 8 and 11 and they were completely transfixed as well is the only time i've had that experience with 24 hour news of just watching the same broadcast over and over but again but you just since.
1: wanting to, yeah 911
0: yeah. is the only other time that yes, um, i did that yeah. and uh, and we did, and the kids wanted it too and i think my experience of doing youth ministry in the uh the couple of days after that, because I actually ran quite a few youth groups over the, the last weekend, uh, strangely enough. And um, y- young people definitely struggling to process it mm-hmm. and much more than we might expect. So they they probably didn't have strong feelings about the royal family or the queen before this. But it's yet another big shock, isn't it? In, mm-hmm. an, in a couple of years of huge tectonic plate shifting shocks you know, coronavirus, war, economic failure, all of this stuff going on. Now the queen, the one absolute ever present in all our lives, she's on the stamp, she's on the money. The queen dies. And I think even for young people who don't think they care about this, it's another, the, the sands are shifting beneath yes. their feet and they they don't know where they stand. And so I think we have to bear with young people and, yes. and understand that they might find this quite hard over the next couple of weeks.
1: I've um, said on previous podcasts, I think there's quite a lot of synergy between sort of our 15 year olds and under and are octogenarians. And on Sunday, we did what most churches did, had an opportunity in the service to respond. And we did some quite creative things and prayer wall and lighting candles and writing things. And I noticed, looking across our little community, it was the very elderly and the very young who were either crying or tearful or really wanted to get involved. It was very interesting. And I, I think there are two generations who in their lifetime have experienced a number of times where the whole of society is brought to a standstill. I think in my child, I cannot think of a single time until coronavirus or 9-11, where the world stopped. Whereas our very elderly have had that, haven't they? And our very young have had quite a few experiences of everything suddenly potentially shifting dramatically and I think you're right those two generations bookend I think quite a lot of what we do so we I think this is a good time to be there for young people and to and to listen to them you know take some readings from them how are they how are they doing this I was just thinking actually Martin that the last time I saw you Um, was also in a field Yes. in the middle of a heat wave.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So I'd like also for us to talk about that because that feels like a lot has happened since. (laughs) Why were we in a field in a heat wave? Yes,
0: a lot has happened. So uh, since we last did a a season of this podcast, we successfully held a satellites event. Oh, so good. We had talked about that for about 19 years uh but finally <laughs> finally we actually managed to do it and so yeah satellites took place in peterborough it's the only time it's going to take place in peterborough um but it was a phenomenal event and um it was just brilliant to see young people back together worshipping bringing youth groups together like that again it felt like oh my goodness this is the thing that has been missing from our world
1: oh can i well can i think a bit deeper and how did it feel for you because i think if you're joining us for the first time ever on the youthscape podcast you might not know the story of satellites in which case go back to previous episodes and you can hear about it. But basically this has been something that Martin and the team here at Uscape have been carrying for quite a while, but really you've been spearheading that. That's been, it's kept you up at night more than anybody else, I think. Um. So what did it feel like for you, that very first moment when the first car drives on the showground and young people start rocking up? What was that like?
0: Well, it was amazing. Of course it was amazing. And I think there was a great sense of, you know, when God comes through, and he always does and you, but you somehow in the in the midpoint between knowing he'll come through and yeah. your last experience of him coming through and then the waiting for him to come through uh you you do struggle to hold on to yeah. hope don't you and so there've been lots of moments where i have thought did i miss here god did we mess this up did we was this all wrong you know there've been all those moments of doubt to actually get to the moment where i was like oh no it it worked <laughs> out in the end was amazing but mm. i tell you what uh, i've said said to a few people is i've definitely had that experience of feeling really content and joyful and happy and being able to enjoy it Mm. you know which is unusual for me because normally i'm on to the next thing
1: or on the toilet most or on the toilet
0: and i um i just found found, i found myself for about a month really after we started satellites just grinning from ear to ear namely because god had done this and and we saw amazing like it's a horrible word, but like outcomes from it. You know, mm. we saw we saw hundreds of young people decide they want to become Christians. We saw hundreds more young people who decided, actually, I want to take this seriously now. I've lapsed mm. in my faith, but I want to take it back. Um, we saw healings and that was great because we didn't even talk about healing. We didn't even pray for healings <laughs> and some amazing healings took place. Uh, and then coming back afterwards, you start to hear all these amazing testimonies of what God has done in youth groups, um, what, what God's done in people's lives. And of course, I have these two extra layers uh, in my life, which is my own church youth group went along. I had a brilliant team who ran it because I couldn't do that as well. And they had this incredible transformational experience, and lots of them have grown in their faith. But then also, my own family were there, my own teenagers were there experiencing it as delegates. And they had really profound experiences mm. as well. So I, I feel really blessed by the whole thing. And and I think I'm just allowing myself to just sit back and enjoy it, really.
1: And I think we're just allowing ourselves to sit back and enjoy your choice of T-shirts at that week. Because not only was there, let's just, let's just lower the tone. There was the most amazing Satellites merch. I, I'm, I'm going to blatantly put it out there. Whether the We Are Satellites merch was top draw. Is there any left?
0: We are sticking it on the oh, really? Store. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Can I get my little sticky mitts and my credit card out first? You for gets there because of some can. good stuff. But you was, you you pulled it out of the back you every day yeah. you had a different space themed t shirt. Are we did. gonna see some of that on the merch store at some point? Space I mean you themed were bold t-shirts. It was it was big print stuff. I mean yeah. you didn't hold back.
0: I found a new style it was wheels within wheels. I tell you what happened I panicked <laughs> literally the night before going up to Peterborough and took my teenage daughter to Sainsbury's
1: and no. we just bought a load of t-shirts. Seriously, is that, was that what it. I I really thought that you've, like, planned no, this no. from a while ago. And I was like, again. oh, they've
0: got NASA ones. is that a bit weird? As but they're
1: space-themed. They're No,
0: two. One, I had a VW camper van No,
1: it was more than that, people. It was more than that. It was planned, was planned. Can I, you I'm stop, sure.
0: as I've said many times in <laughs> <on> this <laughs> podcast, could you stop me. objectifying me? It
1: was fantastic. And we. you are so right. I think youth leaders, if you were here, you're listening to this and you were there, it was great having a space in the middle of satellites that was, like, a secret den just for youth leaders and youth volunteers. And actually doing the week, I don't know if you saw this, Martin. So Chris and Alex from Youthscape ran this. And I was watching youth workers during the week, like, get, get, sort of get wind of this place. And it was getting busier and busier and busier the week. And it was absolutely brilliant. So I think we as the youth worker tribe, we loved gathering too. And we loved seeing our young people really take the next steps in faith. So
0: Yeah, well, look, you know what we called that little... That little coffee shop. We called it a mini National Youth Ministry Weekend. Do you know? I
1: did not know that. That's what we would call it.
0: <laughs> it wasn't officially the time. Oh, I see. Okay. It was a mini National Youth Ministry well, it Weekend. Was in a way, and it, wasn't it was the brainchild of Chris Curtis. Yeah. Uh, and and of course, this whole season of the Youthscape podcast is going to be a lead up to the National Youth Ministry Weekend. And so, do you know who we've got as today's guest?
1: I, I kind of can see where you're going, but I'm going to play dumb. Martin, who is it? Who is it? Uh, it's,
0: it's Chris Curtis. No! In this season of the Youthscape podcast, we're meeting some of the speakers at the National Youth Ministry Weekend. It's happening in Birmingham on the weekend of the 18th to the 20th of November.
1: And we're going to be spilling the beans on the programme and introducing you to this year's brilliant theme, Stronger.
0: If you've been to the National Youth Ministry weekend before, you'll know just how brilliant it is for everyone working with young people in the church, whether you're a volunteer or working for a church or organization. But it's not just the free resources and the brilliant advice you get from talks and discussions that makes it so fantastic. It's the boost you get from spending a whole weekend with people who are just like you, who care about young people and want to see them grow in their faith. It literally sets you up for the year ahead.
1: So this November, we're looking at how we can help young people that we serve develop the kind of faith that will last a lifetime plus we've got a particular focus on how we can help them engage more deeply and meaningfully with the Bible which is a real challenge for a lot of us so we're going to dig down and get some inspiration and answers about how we can make that happen
0: so if you want to join a thousand others this November you need to grab your tickets quickly not just because they're selling out but because we have a special discount in place for you until the end of September you get £10 off all the tickets you want before the price goes up on the 1st of October so
1: to get your Tickets go to youthscape.co.uk forward slash nymw where you can get your tickets, you can read about the event, you can get excited with us ahead of this November's event. That address again is youthscape.co.uk forward slash nymw. We'll see you there. there. This is Chris Curtis, who is a CEO of Youthscape. And um, you've been running Youthscape for a very long time. It began life as a different name. It was just based in Luton with churches locally called the Luton Churches Education Trust. Oh,
2: well remembered.
1: I, I think I, I think I came on board as the name was changing. And I, th- yeah, I think It was I'll one of her hand. demands. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I insist that it changes. Where is this place? Where is it? Um, and so you—you you founded LLC, which I, look, Rachel. Are you just
2: tactfully taking a long while to say that I'm old. old? Is that it's really bad. where this is going?
1: I don't think you age actually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so just to just to get it on the table because I'm not ashamed. Uh, yes, in um, in 1993. I moved to Luton and we started the project that is Youthscape. I say we started, there was actually a huge group of local people and lots of churches involved, uh, but I moved uh, up to Luton um, and that's when it started. And here we are twenty, pretty much exactly 29 years later, so 30 next year. And gosh, hasn't the time gone quickly? It has actually.
0: And you've done the, do, do a tiny little potted history. So it started off working in local schools with a small staff. How did you get from there to where we are today? Well,
2: now you're talking. Let's go into that. Now, um, you know how to ask me questions I like to answer, don't you? You're just feeding me. This is,
0: low- <laughs> is this low-ball
2: questioning. You, you,
0: lo- <laughs> you love... You you love talking about the history of usecape, but I'd like you to I be concise bit. because mm. the thing with you. Let me just before you answer that question, I just remembered something brilliant. Yes, which is that I've got a photograph of my on my phone of um, you going into far too much detail on the Butte Mills tour uh, to the point that you were taking people around our building um, and you took them into one of the toilets. And started showing them <laughs> the, the pictures on the wall They're and what, they, pictures, what they all meant and why there was all this stuff. It's and so complex. I've got a photo on my phone of Kendra Creasy Dean, the new uh, dean of um, a Princeton Theological Seminary, and like the associate dean, all crammed into one small toilet cubicle with you. With the door open. Are you saying, should I take less time to answer that question so than just you've just taken what to I'm ask it. Is don't go into that level of detail.
2: I'm doing a heritage weekend tour this weekend of Butte Mills, and we will absolutely be going into the toilets. Um, so 1993, uh, we're working in Luton schools. Uh, way more uh, full-time paid youth workers, probably actually, in truth, lots more going on in churches uh, for young people than there, are, than there is today. Um, one of the first big things that happened was we started running a, uh, a monthly celebration event for local churches. In fact, it pulled in from some of the local towns as well. And the very first evening in our local church that we ran it, uh, over, a thousand, over a thousand young people turned up. And the first memory I've really got of LCT Youthscape in those days was the vicar. Uh, this is about 40 minutes before we started that first evening. He said, you've got to come outside and have a look. And we went out and there was a, a line stretching across the graveyard of the church out round the corner, round the multi-storey car park, out into the distance. And uh, that was the first of an, that was an amazing evening. And a first, first of the real moments we felt like God was, wow, there's something happening here. Um, we ended up being asked uh, lots of times as we grew for advice and a bit of training. And eventually we just decided to, to focus a bit of our time and energy on doing that intentionally, not just responding to the odd invitation. And that turned into the beginning. Of some national projects. Uh, And then uh, in the midst of all of this, not just lots of schools work, but lots then of thinking about how churches were engaging with young people and whether they were and how to do that. Um, And as those national training projects grew, sort of we began to think more of ourselves as a hybrid organization, local but also national. And then you're waiting for this, Butte Mills and its toilets. Enter <laughs> many stage toilets. left. You can come and find
1: them, uh,
0: yeah. Well, nine toilets to be exact. I'm um, going to post a photo on our social media platforms yes. of you in the toilets giving a tour.
1: Chris, can I ask you about about leadership in that kind of so the hybrid leadership? Because I think listening to you, you are you are a very strategic leader. So I work with you, and I see that. Close hand, but you're also very good at reacting to the right stuff to react to. So, how? What have you learned about the, getting the balance between <clears throat> being a, pro, you know, a a rightly reactive leader to the rapidly changing culture, <clears throat> and being a proactive leader that you have strategy that you're building to something, not just reacting to what's going on? Have you, have you, have you consciously been trying to tread that?
2: Oh gosh. Well, you know, I mean, the the truth is, and in a way, I say this because I hope it's encouraging, is that. Uh, less of my leadership has been conscious than you might like to think.
1: <laughs> uh, He's my boss. Uh, uh, it's encouraging.
2: <laughs> but what I mean by that is um, people, you know, they read leadership books and they study things and they try and figure out strategies and techniques. Um, maybe, just maybe a part of it is simpler than that. You, you've absolutely got to be on your knees figuratively, as it were, praying. You've got, you've got to be listening and wondering what God is saying and what the Spirit is doing. You've got to have some kind of plan, but you've you've got to hold that very loosely and flexibly, even more so these days. Um, I think there were moments when, over the period of Youthscape, when I think maybe because I had been to some some seminar about how to lead, that that I I was tempted to try and produce a big five-year or even a 10-year strategy. I think these days it feels much more instinctive than that. I mean at yearscape we've we've got some plans for the next three years, but we've really got a detailed plan for the next twelve months, and that plan is only as good as what happens in the next month or even in the next week or day so i think I think leadership has to be a bit more flexible and instinctive these days, and i i would i would encourage people not to feel that there has to be endless documents and things sitting around that. It feels it
0: feels much more energized and instinctive. Somewhere along the road of that uh, that journey of growth, we started to do events. Um, and at first, you were sort of involved uh, in youth work, the conference. Uh, if you remember that, I remember. And then there was a there was a different event. Let's not call it a breakaway event called the Youth Work Summit that you and I were both involved in. Those were the days. And that was just a one-day conference. But then, um, getting on for five or six years ago now, uh, there was a decision to move into weekend conferences um, and uh, and one that was led by Youthscape. So what prompted that and how did we get to the National Youth Ministry Weekend? I didn't
2: know this was going to turn into a reflective thing, but I'm so glad you've... you've, you've- gone on to that because the, without any doubt, the highlight of my year, I can genuinely say has been over these last few years, the Nash Youth Ministry Weekend. I think there were lots of reasons we ended up doing it. Let me, let me try and think about one or two of those. I think the first is that um, as a youth worker, and I'm thinking of any youth worker, whether you're a volunteer, whether you're paid, whether you're in a big church, in a small church, what, in an organisation, whatever you're doing... You are giving out all the time. There's so much demanded of you, not just by young people, but by church leaders and others. And, you know, it's give, give, give. And if you're not careful, you might delude yourself that you are just this endless resource being able to do that. That doesn't work. I can tell you, having been around a bit, you have to invest in yourself or else you are not going to be in for the long haul. I can't sit here aged terrifyingly nearly 60 um yes yeah, sorry uh and uh and so i can still be here if if i did not realize that i had to invest something into who i am skills yes understanding training but also encouragement and learning and growth and worship and i think that's the first most compelling reason for us starting that event to create a space like that. Um, we often say, I think when we take young people away for the weekend, that there's such power in getting away from where you are. So you could, you could kind of have a bit of training watching a YouTube video sitting at home, but you know, if you're a youth worker, if you take young people, even 30 minutes down the road to a slightly dilapidated camp that you've hired, um, with poor heating and, you know, hospital beds. Um, That the power of just that geographical transition 30 minutes away is everything on your kind of openness to to learning, et cetera, et cetera. Why why do we imagine we're any different? Um, So you you get out of where you live. You get out of the pressure of that moment. Um, You know, I'm not claiming that, you know, we're running this in the Seychelles. And that you you get on a plane, but you just the moment you get in your car or on the train or whatever however you're traveling, and you move away, something profound happens about how open you are to learning. So I think that's really really important. And then the last thing would be there's something about two days. I mean, may, maybe it should be longer, but probably practically two days is about right. It there's something about being fully present in a space for a prolonged period of time that I think really allows God to do something in your life. So yes, you can go and watch something online. You can even go to a day conference. Great. But the thing about the National Youth Ministry Weekend is you've arrived on the Friday night and you're fried from your week and you're late and you're annoyed at the volunteer who turned up late at the car park at the church and say you were late and whatever else. And you've checked into the hotel and it's not as quite as luxurious as the photos or whatever it is. But then comes the Saturday. And the Saturday's important because what happens on Saturday is you wake up and you are literally there all day. You don't have to pack your bag because you've got to check out by 12. Um, You are present in that space all day because it goes through right on into the Friday. And I, I think genuinely, having done that over a number of years, there's something really significant about that. So you hold a weekend, you're out of your space. And you're learning and growing. And that's what's going to keep you in it at 57.
1: I think people are going to be loving hearing you speak in your heart about the National Youth Ministry Weekend. I think you're a leader who interestingly bucks the trend a bit in that at the National Youth Ministry Weekend, it's not your face and your voice that we hear mostly. You're actually often rushing around making sure the loos are being cleaned and that people are getting to their seminars and the team feel happy. But obviously you pour so much of your time into making this thing happen, but you don't take any platform. What is it then that you see it gives to, let's go grand, the UK church, like you, the, the youth ministry in this moment? Because you, you trust a lot to that space and to all these other speakers to make that happen. What is your heart? What do you long for, for that volunteer worker or that church leader who comes to the weekend?
2: Well, I mean, first of all, let me say, I, I note that you're making Toilet's a theme in my ministry, <laughs> I'm and I'm, I'm quite concerned about I'm that. And I intend for to have a conversation with you after this podcast is recorded about that. Just let me <laughs> note that uh, in terms of a disciplinary uh, process. Um, but more seriously, to respond to that question, um, I, think, I think there is so much to be gained from having a collective UK space that is, first of all, uh, outside of your immediate church, but also across denominations. We have so much to learn from each other. I think different denominations in youth ministry as well as in their wider ministry bring such a diversity of focus and emphasis. And we need them all in the room. And so you have that going on. You have a space where people are encouraging each other who share the same passion and i think what that does is set on fire again another group of youth workers who head home on that sunday afternoon but they head home not just with resources stuffed under their metaphorical arms i mean actually they've also got real arms as well as yeah. metaphorical arms but they they something has happened that has set them up and i think that in the face of the challenges that we're dealing with cultural and in so many other contexts of helping youth ministry thrive and grow. This feels to me not like a, a nice to have, but a must have. And so, yes, I'm unashamedly calling youth workers to be part of something where they're going to receive that encouragement and connection, because I think it makes a difference.
0: We'll go on the sec to talk about this year's event. Um, have you, and this is to this is the whole room. But have you got a sort of favorite moment? You've got favorite things that have happened over the first four years where you've sort of sat there and thought, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so, either I'm feeling really proud that we put this on, I'm so glad that we found this speaker or we had this moment, or something's happened in the room and you've just been like, oh, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, and sometimes, I mean, you, you say that, I think of... Well, I, I always think um, the highlight for me often, or one of the highlights is the first main session on Friday evening. And it's that moment as people come through the door and the place is packed. There's a thousand people in the room. The worship starts. People are there. They're there for the weekend. And I think every one of those National Youth Ministry weekends that we've done, that first evening, that first session has been fantastic. Um, I think sometimes, too, the things that have really struck me um, have been... Smaller things that have happened elsewhere, um, so noticing and seeing little coaching sessions happen, one of the things we've we've often organized is spaces for people to sit with another youth leader or an older youth leader and just share and talk and pray and and lots of people make use of that, and I know it's transformative um, and apart from that, I think probably. Of course, some of the main highlights have been the highly successful live podcast recordings that you two have done. Oh,
1: painful!
0: Wow, I mean that. Oh, wait a minute! No, they haven't been a highlight. Always
1: disastrous.
2: Now I think we've made a
1: promise
0: this year, haven't we? We're not not going to do for the first time because they are. absolutely routinely catastrophic it
1: is that verse in scripture where the dog goes back to his vomit i think that's the only way like we now have a puppy in our lives and the first the puppy threw up on the grass and i noticed the pull he just kept wanting to go back to the place of his vomit and i was like that's That's us us with the live the live podcast recording well that's
2: a that's a graphic image but having sat in some of those podcasts i can say (laughs) that that feels entirely Entirely appropriate
1: appropriate. so yeah those maybe those are the events that let the rest of the conference like just lift really i think
0: you yes you if nothing else yeah. you do a service of contrast <laughs> to... you know that thing where you're you're being like self-deprecating that this isn't that
1: we actually know no they
0: genuinely, we genuinely were awful know.
1: and we've known for a long time it's just that we've now kind of both of us acknowledged it
0: shall we try and do one this year yeah <laughs> that's shall the we, shall we just
1: literally 48 hours beforehand we just say
0: oh come on no this maybe time it'll be, be different great. this
1: time we'll have a curry yeah it'll and be fine. a glass of wine
0: I, th-
2: I think if anyone is doubting that and has a spare moment, they should go back into the podcast yeah. go and archives to it. Honestly. on the Youthscape website should find that and then they'll, they'll understand.
1: There was a beautiful nun who rescued oh, yeah. that particular presence. There was. The last she one was we did. was fantastic. My highlight in, from, from last year was Pippa. Pippa Baker was speaking, and she spoke, she's a charismatic Catholic, she talked quite passionately about church unity and it's been something that we've picked up on the podcast themes for a while, and it can be sort of you nod to that topic, can't you? But to have someone standing in front of us speaking about the pain of church disunity, but doing it with such a heart and generosity, and and there was I think there wasn't a dry eye in the space but I felt like as a whole youth ministry community, we, we were changed, I felt we walked out of that space, not just just hearing a powerful story and seeing a, an incredible witness of grace but actually we'd all moved a little bit we'd moved a little. the dial had moved a bit more towards of course we're one body of course and it was just a really beautiful moment where i think we all walked out blinked in the daylight went oh what was that that was amazing
0: what last time you and i tried to have a conversation about this year's event it was at satellites and I would say it went catastrophically badly. So is let's that because I
1: wasn't there? It,
0: mm, mm. Maybe. Mm. So let's see if we can do a better job. So let's talk about this year's event. Uh, the theme is stronger. We're at a new uh, and better venue. So just tell us what we can look forward to.
2: Well, let's start with that theme, which um, I think uh, even since we we kind of, felt like this was, we made that decision some months ago, I think it's just felt stronger and stronger. Oops, pun intended. Uh, I think for many uh, youth workers who are working with young people in their churches are working missionally, it, thinking about how you can help young people create the kind of robust faith that's going to, survive, live, thrive in the world that they find themselves in feels absolutely at the most fundamental level what youth work is there to do. Do you know about half of all young people growing up in the church leave during their teenage years? So they give up on faith. Half. So um, we've got more to do to help young people develop depth of faith. And by the way, I think it's that depth of faith that keeps young people. Sometimes we want. I, I wonder whether even in past years, for me, I've, I've made the mistake of thinking what keeps young people in church is some whizzy event that I'm running, or you know, something with a Nerf gun or whatever else. Of course, those things are fun, but I would say what keeps young people connected year after year in a church is that there's real faith going on, and it's getting deeper and deeper, and it's more and more meaningful to them. So how, how do you do that? I mean, you're turning up on a Friday night, you've got a talk and a discussion and some bits and pieces, but I think when I do that, I'm a volunteer youth worker in our local church. I just sometimes feel like, well, I don't is this is this helping? Is this making a difference? How do I make sure that what I'm doing is actually delivering deeper faith for young people creating a space? where that can happen with God and his spirit at work. So we're really, we're gonna delve into that. We are going deep into that idea. We're gonna talk a lot about the Bible, um, not just because the Bible is central to our faith, but because we want to actually think a bit more about what it is that we want young people to do with the Bible, and what it is that we want the Bible to do with young people. And I think most youth workers would have a sentiment that, yes, of course. But I, I find, and I was asked this myself, so, you know, you, you say, yes, I want young people to engage with the Bible. Well, how? What, 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 is it, what is the engagement that you want? And I think when you get a, just that little bit deeper, you think, oh, well, what is it that I, what is it that I want? do I just want them reading it? If so, how? How often? On their own together? What do I... So we're going to think a lot about, mm. about the Bible. So we're going to go deep. And, and that's going to live across seminars. It's going to live on the main in the main sessions with keynote speakers. It's going to theme itself around some of the resources we're delivering. You are going to find in that weekend the practical resources and the theological inspiration to really know what that means in your context. That
1: sounds great. I was going to ask you about that, actually. I was going to ask you to pull back the curtain a bit because I think if there's a phrase that I think we as a youth ministry community use and overuse a lot, and I, I, I feel now we should ring a bell every time someone says it, is we talk quite a lot about what would it what does it look like for blah, 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 blah. And we, we often can keep these conversations in a fairly highbrow or... Um, Kind of abstract way when as you say in reality I, I don't know what to do like what do I need a new model do I need a new resource do I need to kind of rip up the page and start again so I guess my question to you is Chris when we rock up at, in November which we are all going to do aren't we we're all booking tickets um are we going to be presented with stuff that looks radically different than we've done are we going to be told it's much the same, but do it a bit? You no. Know, what might that? What might that look like?
0: Wow! You just fell on your ding. own trap. I
1: fell on my own sword. But but how how are we as the, the conference going to sort of call our commitments to make sure we're not just opening up the question, but we're actually helping youth leaders resolve this and do things differently? <laughs>
2: Well, I'm so glad you said that because yes, it's helpful to have those questions opened up and to explore and engage with them. But at a point it becomes unhelpful if you can't translate that into yes, but next Friday, Mm -hmm. I'm sitting with this group and I don't feel like it's working now. So what do I need to do? and i would say we're going we are going to explore that theologically because that feels deep and important but we're going to put resources in people's hands actual stuff you can do and through the seminar program we're going to make that utterly practical what does this look like day to day how do i need to to engage with this what do i need to do so we're going to turn it into practice but the other thing to say is this is not a one way conversation we've got a thousand youth leaders coming. And we are going to also create the space where you can have that discussion with each other. Because let's not forget, there's a richness of experience and understanding across the whole room. So this is not just going to be a space where there's an expert on stage. There'll be some and we'll love and, and want to listen to them. But we, in fact, in a way that we've not done before in previous events, we're going to create some spaces where you are going to be able to share your experience you're going to listen to others and learn together and i am convinced that alongside the stuff on the stage that conversation between us as as youth workers together is going to be electric
0: tell us where we can find out all the information and what we need to do now what must we do well
2: thank you for that uh, so um you have to be quick, genuinely. And I, I know people always say tickets are selling fast, but there are a limited number of tickets. We're in this amazing new venue, but there is a physical limit to how many youth workers you can get in the space. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. So uh, you need to go to the Youthscape website. On the front page, uh, youthscape.co.uk, there's a link directly to the National Youth Ministry Weekend, or you can go to Youthscape why I had to go slow there because I was just thinking how that works. Um, On that page, you'll see some of the contributors are coming. You'll find out a bit more about the venue and all the other information, and you can book a ticket directly there. Um, Plus, as the weeks tick by, we'll be publishing the full program on there, the full range of contributors. So check back often on that page. That's where you need to be.
0: And if you're able to get in before the 1st of October... You will save £10 on your ticket. It's worth saying um, we dropped the prices this year, didn't we? Because there was a sense that people were finding it challenging. So, um, you know, I think that's I think it's amazing that we were able to do that. I'm really really proud that we were able to do that. Um, But you will make the biggest saving if you go right now. Yes, um, do that and come yourself, I should say.
2: But bring your team if there's a team. But if it's just you, come as you are because we are going to be connecting people together so i think sometimes uh, you know mad extroverts like you two um you, you just basically make friends with anybody at any time absolutely. in any place it's it's absolutely ridiculous um but i i i wonder if you are a youth leader working on your own at the church, whether you think, well, what's going to happen? Let me just reassure you, if you come and you're on your own, you'll be able to connect with others. You'll be part of something. You'll find a warm welcome. Lots of different ages and backgrounds. You're going to find people who you can connect with. But yes, don't hang around. Go to the website and, and get cracking buying a ticket, save that money.
0: Well, that is the end of the first episode in this new season Uh, where we're going to be looking uh, really in depth at the programme of the National Youth Ministry Weekend. We're going to be meeting some of the speakers uh, who are going to be speaking, but there are others as well. Uh, Rachel, you're coming, right?
1: I am, and I'm excited about this season of the podcast because I think we'll be teasing out a little bit of that theme stronger. What, what, what does it look like? I'm saying it all what the time. What does it look like, Rachel? What does it look like? I, I, think, there's a, I think
0: essentially you're annoyed at I'm yourself. I'm annoyed at
1: myself. So I think it might be just pure therapy for me the whole way in. But we would love to see you. It is, I, I, I know I, I'm going to have to work out where the escalator is. I'm going to stand. Because if you've been to the National Youth Community Weekend before in the Vox, there's always an escalator, and I'm I'm poised there at 4 p.m. on the Friday when the doors open, and I wave in and hug and kiss and stroke the hair of the first few people in, and then I get a you know restraining order for the rest of the yeah. weekend. Yeah, those people
0: awkward. don't come back.
1: They don't come back. So they're, they're, that's the main reason we've moved, isn't it? Because yes. There's no escalator. I think,
2: <laughs> I think it was mainly that the Vox asked us <laughs> yeah. not please, to come back,
1: maybe because of you. Please not come back? <laughs> but it is the welcome is really wonderful and there's loads of opportunities to connect and some people come and they fill their diary with things they're going to do all weekend and others go and pray and connect with people and sleep quite well in the hotel room and just have a weekend where they're with their tribe and they get re-envisioned for the stuff God has called them to so please come don't count yourself out count yourself in we want to see you there
2: and we'll we'll make we'll make two entrances, won't we? One for people. <laughs> you won't
1: tell me that. A, an
2: entrance will say this way to meet Rachel. But there'll be. <laughs> let me reassure everyone listening. There will be an entrance down the side
1: where
0: you'll be able to just slip in and avoid.
1: unnoticed.
0: <laughs> That's it for uh, the first episode of this new season. We'll see you next time.
2: And they sent the message but it turned out in the decades since that code had been agreed <gasps> it had been forgotten oh and so portugal sent sausages
1: <laughs> oh <laughs>